This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Sarah Ray Lancaster. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Sarah, when you are not putting together the arts and entertainment section for the Peninsula Pulse, you are working on the Door Wedding magazine. Yes. And guess what, everybody? It's out. You can go pick it up pretty much anywhere in the county. Spin around with your eyes open. You're bound to find one on some shelf somewhere. And, uh... As the weather starts to get better, as we're approaching spring and summer, it's going to be wedding season again. I know there are winter weddings, but probably not in, you know, destination places like Door County, not nearly as many. Summer, for sure. Fall, for sure. Spring's not a really big wedding time, is it? Except for right around when the cherry blossoms are in bloom. We have a lot of people wanting to get their weddings in right around that time for the photo op. So spring is picking up, and I would even... I would even say that there really is no wedding season anymore. There is a big overlap. Definitely less probably in the winter, but we do get a lot of people that want to have that smaller winter wonderland type type wedding up here. So it's it's pretty much every season. Yeah, the, the big thing that it came down to with my wedding is we were either going to do summer or fall. We ended up doing summer and we did it up here. But the reason I wanted to do it in fall was pretty much only because I wanted to wear wingtip boots. Nice. Instead of just regular wings. <laughs> I didn't even wear wingtips. I wore double monks instead. Okay. okay. I, I wear a lot of wingtips normally. So I was like, let's do something different. Change it up. Yeah. And I wore those uh, one day and that was it. Of course. I mean, that's that's pretty much what weddings, weddings are. Yeah. Yep. The one day you get to wear... <laughs> different shoes. That's a groom's experience in a nutshell. Well, and that kind of plays into one of the things that we did with our added value content this year is that we tried to give a little more play to the groom. So we actually had a special story specifically on your attire for a destination wedding and some tips to make it both practical, but fashionable. Awesome. I'm glad that you did that little segue there so that we could retain the male audience for this episode. <laughs> let's let's back up. Uh, what is the Door Wedding Magazine? So Door Wedding is the comprehensive guide to all things wedding in Door County. And what's great about it is it not only acts as a vendor guide, so putting you in touch with all of those pros that can help you bring those wedding visions to life, it's also filled with inspiration from real weddings that happen right here in the peninsula. So each year we are talking with the pros in the industry, having them tell us who they've been working with, what weddings they've done have really stood out to them. And then we talk with those couples and we get to feature them in the magazine. Yeah, I love that the magazine serves many different purposes no matter what point of the process you're in. So if your wedding has a couple years off, it's full of great inspiration, right? You've got wedding stories in here, great photography, kind of gets you an idea of what your wedding might look like in Door County. If you are beginning to plan your wedding, there's some great inspiration and tip articles in here as well. So if you're looking for some help in some of the fine detail stuff, that's available. And then if you're really getting into it, you can plan your wedding using this with the vendor guide, getting in touch with everybody that you need to make your wedding happen. And then, you know, if you're not getting married or you have gotten married, it's just kind of 
a cool thing to look through for those stories. I think this issue in particular, because there were a number of weddings that kind of focused on generational weddings and family stories. Mm -hmm. So I think this one's a cool one to pick up, even if a wedding is not in your horizon, just to learn some of them local stories. Right. Well, we also focused on local couples too, which I think gave this year's issue a really special flavor and really rooted it in Door County. And even if you aren't somebody that lives up here, you're going to recognize some of the names from businesses that they may own or just maybe even faces that you've met maybe in your travels up here through friends and family who do live up here. Right. Uh, The wedding couple that's featured on our cover this year had a cool story. They were both performers at Peninsula Players, and they had a performance element in their wedding as well, right? Yes. This was probably one of my favorite weddings just because I feel like they took just creativity to the max with this one, which doesn't surprise me given their background. They actually had a small wedding ceremony in 2020 during COVID and got married in her hometown. But in addition to that, they really wanted to celebrate Indoor County, which was their home away from home, which had so much meaning to them. And they did that by having another ceremony where they did a ring warming ceremony, which I thought was just so special and just a very intimate addition to your wedding. So what that entailed was passing their wedding bands around their group of friends and family in attendance. And everybody kind of held the rings, gave them their best wishes, and then continued on until the rings got back to the couple. But then at the end of the night, instead of your traditional reception, they figured we have all these friends and families that are performers. Let's do a concert. So they had music, they had readings, they had just a ton of fun with their friends and family. And it was just a cool event. Yeah. I also love that she reused her dress from the first ceremony, Mm -hmm. but then did like a dip job on it. So the bottom gradients up in this like really cool lavender periwinkle color. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It was cool to see that like after years of COVID weddings, you know, doing something smaller with plans of doing something bigger later on, starting to see those those second ceremonies happening and seeing how people are creatively repurposing stuff that they used for the first ceremony and the second one. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as those smaller ceremonies go and smaller events, I think we're going to see that stick around for a while. I think out of COVID, when people had to rethink their wedding plans, you do have those that still want the, the big party with everybody and are finding ways to incorporate that. But I think there were also those that just wanted to have a more intentional get together and they're sticking with that moving forward, whether it's a wedding that is taking place post COVID because they've had to reschedule it or they just delayed it or it's just what they want to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the featured couples and some of the like tip articles and those things. Uh, And then we're going to dig into after we take our break, there's a really cool story about the Sawyer family and how many different generations of weddings have taken place in Door County. But before we get to that, what were some of your what were some of your favorite takeaways from some of the couple stories? I really think it was just the thought and the intention that these couples put behind their big day. I think it's really easy when you're planning a wedding, and I'm just thinking back to my own wedding and then watching four younger sisters get married, just how easy it is to get caught up in the details and lose the big picture and what it's really about. And I think I really appreciate just seeing how these couples just gave so much thought. The other thing that struck me was how even though I think in a lot of people's minds, they think Door County, it's way up there in the peninsula. You know, it's it's kind of a remote location. 
We have everything you need to put together a stellar wedding. I feel like we can compete with the biggest cities. We have everything right here from your bartending service to your wedding planners to your venues to your floral options. It's all right here. And I just think that is really a a testament to the community. And I think when people come here and have their wedding here, they feel that community and almost feel like they become a, a very close part of it. Right. And the scalability is there too. And maybe that scalability wasn't there maybe 10 or 15 years ago. But I think about like, what wouldn't you think you would have in Door County? Maybe a large reception hall. But there are plenty of places up here. I think of like the Crest Pavilion. Mm -hmm. There's wedding barns. There's lots of locations where you can have that bigger reception area if you are having a bigger wedding. Outdoor weddings, there's no... there's We have that covered, yeah. Yeah, there's no... um, (laughs) You're not wanting for outdoor locations, Mm -hmm. whether that be on the water or in more of like a a beautiful location. My brother-in-law did their ceremony at Bjorklinden. So they were kind of in this secluded, beautiful wooded area with the water behind them. I had my ceremony at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. And then we did kind of a cocktail hour at the Alpine on the water. Nice. And then we went to English Inn for our reception and they have a nice kind of banquet hall in there too. So you really do have all of these, you know, the scalability is there. And one thing that I really loved about this issue is if you have a wedding in Door County, there's going to be a local element to it no matter what. But having a local wedding was kind of top of mind for all of the couples that we picked this year. Right. And you really see those Door County staples being highlighted. There was one couple who did part of their wedding at the fish boil. Yes. Right. And that was part of my wedding as well. We did that for the groom's dinner, but seeing like your not so typical wedding photos at the fish boil with the boil over behind it was really cool. Yeah, and that couple, they actually took things to what I called a hyper-local level, where they they kept most of their vendors right within Fish Creek, which Fish Creek isn't very big. That's kind of tough to do. But they pulled it off and pulling in a few others from around the county. But that was just one example of how they really... They wanted to have that local flavor, and they weren't necessarily people that live up here, but it is their home away from home. And they'd been coming up every summer for as long as the bride could remember, and that's just what they wanted to do. Right. And when you do kind of lean on those like icons of Door County, you sort of turn this into more of a destination wedding. You know what I mean? When we had our wedding, we spread it out over three days and we tried to include as many different things as we could so that when people made the trip up and everybody was making a trip up, we were the only people who live up here. So my family all came from Minnesota and my wife's family all came from Chicago and Michigan. So it was like a little vacation wedding and they all came up for the weekend and they all had a bunch of stuff to do while we were, you know, out and about on the trolley getting photos. They were having their cocktail hour by the water and they got to experience Door County. Many of them never had before, especially my family. So they got to experience Door County through our wedding as kind of a, a little getaway as well. And when you really focus on those icons, you, you give that experience to your guests. Absolutely. I feel in so many ways, these couples kind of wove that list of activities their friends and family might do right into the wedding. So in some ways, it freed up their time. So if they were here for a weekend or maybe even the week after, they could go and explore so many other things because these couples worked kind of the the highlights, if you will, right into their days. 
Yeah, and our, our wedding planner also, my wife's mom, put together an itinerary outside of wedding time. So like when we weren't there, when we were doing, you know, something else, she gave a whole list of things that people could do. Fantastic. Like, hey, you've got four hours to kill before this happens. Here are some suggestions for places that are around where we're going to be. Check these things out. Mm -hmm. Especially because so many of our friends and families had never been to Door County before. It was a cool way to give them a lot of Door County stuff to do while they were here. Yeah, and you find you find a lot of that of people that come up here for weddings, and it might be their introduction to the county, and they are. They're looking for those things to do, which kind of ties into the local bartender story that we did and why that is such a great resource for weddings because, yes, they know the venues. Yes, they likely know a lot of the other vendors that are there, but they're also kind of um, – a concierge, if you will, they're going to give you the ideas of places to go, what's kid friendly, what's adults only, you know, best restaurants, that type of thing. And it's just such an invaluable resource, I feel, in addition to getting a really good drink. Right. When you're pulling in caterers or bartenders who live here and, you know, do their catering or their bartending here, when you're pulling those people into your wedding, you are getting more of that local connection. Absolutely. And so many of them work together at multiple events. So, They'll do weddings, you know, a few times a summer with the same core group of people, or maybe they've worked with each other outside of the wedding industry in some other job at some other point in time. So it's it's kind of a, it's a very neat and unique vibe that we bring to the wedding scene. Right. I want to talk a little bit about some of the more tip-focused articles. We don't have to go over all of them, but some that I particularly enjoyed was there's tips on how to incorporate Pantone's color of the year, which mm-hmm. is... Periwinkle? Periwinkle. Very peri. Very yep. peri. It's kind of like a, a lavender, red, purple color. Yeah, it's in that in that family. Yeah. Yes, and not necessarily a color that you think of when you think weddings, at least in my opinion. I think more of like the, the golds, the roses, those colors. This is definitely more of a, a darker blue. And what were some of your tips for incorporating that? So for a color like that, the tips really come into play as far as working it into the details of the wedding. So, you know, let's take the groom, for example. It might be his bow tie or it might be the handkerchief. It might be maybe, you know, uh, some cuffs that he's wearing that work in that color. Small, subtle details with something that vibrant. Honestly, I feel like what our cover bride did is a perfect example. It's not quite a periwinkle color on her dress, but it's a good example of how you can very creatively work that color into the attire for the day. I feel like flowers and bridesmaids attire might be a little bit easier to work a hue like that into the color scheme, whether it's just tucking in a few flowers that are of that vibrant color or maybe some ribbons with the bridesmaids, you know, dresses, that purple family of colors, that bluish family of colors, that's been around for a couple of years now. So I feel like it's becoming easier to find things in that color family as far as attire goes for bridesmaids. Yeah, I I may have an unpopular opinion here, so I'm curious what you think. One of my biggest struggles in wedding planning, and I didn't have very many at all. I mostly let my wife do whatever she wanted to do. The only thing that I push back on is I really did not want our wedding party to all look the same because it reminds me of prom. (laughs) And so I didn't want all of the men in the same suit and tie and all of the women in the same dress. We compromised. And all of the men were in the same suit and tie and all of the women were in the same dress, but the dress, there were three different colors that they could choose from within our palette. Sure. So when everybody was all together, 
there was more color there and I was in a completely different outfit than my groomsmen. That's also something that like when your groom and your groomsmen are all in the same attire except for one thing, like maybe the groomsmen don't have a bow tie or maybe they don't have jackets and the groom does. I don't like that, but that's just me. That might be my unpopular opinion. So finding ways to diversify that color palette, I think are, is cool. And it, it creates photography with your wedding party that isn't just, you know, it matchy matchy. Absolutely. Same. Yeah. And I think you're seeing more couples go that route. I mean, there's still a mix of the same dress in the same color and kind of that more traditional approach. My wedding, which was almost 16 years ago now, was definitely, that was kind of what was going on at that point. But then as I watched my younger sisters get married, it changed up. I had one sister that it was three styles of dresses to choose from in two different colors. And then another, it was the same color, the same dress. And then another one, it was the same color, but different dresses. So I think people find ways to make it creative. And a lot of times it just comes down to what is your bridal party most comfortable into? Right. And I think with men's attire, you tend to see the same color suit in different situations other than weddings, right? So like in a business situation, especially a very like conservative business situation, you have a lot of black, gray, and navy blue suits. That's kind of your color palette. But almost nowhere else outside of, say, prom, do you have women wearing all the same color and cut dress, right? Probably so. Probably so, yeah. 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 So that was where I was like, okay, let's play around with the colors here because it just, it's weird when everybody looks exactly (laughs) the same. I, I know that, you know, part of it comes from a uniformity and part of it probably also comes from saving time and brain power. Just like, does everybody get the same thing? But that was one area where we wanted to kind of. I think that's great. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. There's also some tips in here in how to make your wedding a day to remember, just full of different little things that you can do to kind of break the mold or create memorable moments, right? Yes. Yep. So everything from if you and your partner, you're coming from different backgrounds as far as faith or beliefs, maybe working in different elements from each into the day. The wedding hashtag is still a big thing and coming up with that. And the whole idea behind the wedding hashtag is as your guests are maybe putting photos up from the the day or the weekend online, if they hashtag it, you can find it a little more easily right. and have those photos for yourself. So that's still kind of popular in there. Working, maybe you're four-legged friends into the ceremony. There were a few couples that did that with their dogs, which is always kind of fun. So yeah, just really taking a look at who you are as a couple and what's just that small little detail you can weave in that's going to set your wedding apart from others. We definitely wanted to include our dogs in our ceremony, but we did not. No, I didn't either. We didn't trust them to. (laughs) We wanted to. We were like, oh, what if, you know, they bring the rings down? And my wife was like, you want to give the ring to the dog? That's never going to get down there. Sure. So, well, we had a Door County tie in ours. We were engaged in Door County. We didn't get married in Door County, but we were engaged on Washington Island. And our little, you know, paying homage to Door County at our reception was we served wines from the region. And then as far as the tables, they were different. We love to travel. So they were named after travel locations. And there were a few with Door County names on them. Yeah, I I know that there's a bunch of different traditions. Like the one that I'm that I've seen the most is when they make the candle together. Oh yes, yeah. where they yep. they take turns pouring in the different elements to mm-hmm. create the candle. We didn't do anything necessarily like that, or at least I wasn't privy to anything. But we do have a box full of stones that 
everybody, like all of our guests signed and stuff like that. Oh, that's neat. I, I think the wedding planner took care of that because all of a sudden we just had that. It wasn't anything that Victoria and I had talked about ahead of time, but that was a cool kind of keepsake as well. It was a way for everybody to send their, you know, best wishes to us. And now we have a, you know, a an col- actual memento from yes, it. Yeah. We have something from that specifically. Last little tip thing that I wanted to talk about, cause I promised the men at the beginning that we would, we have tips for the groom for how to pack your attire for a destination wedding. Yes. Yes. And so this piece kind of takes a look at maybe what fabrics you want to lean towards, especially if Maybe some of your wedding party is flying in from out of town. What packs the best, you know, how to pack it so it's not looking a wrinkled mess when it gets here. And just maybe some things to think of, you know, as far as matching the attire to the destination. So you're not going to be wearing maybe a tuxedo with tails on a beach wedding. So things like that to keep in mind. I'm just going to shoot, you know, off from the hip here. So my, uh, my tips are if it's middle of summer, having a beach wedding, linen shirt, with shorts that cut above the knee. Gentlemen, remember, the shorts go above the knee, not below. Uh, Maybe a braided belt and some penny loafers. Unless you're going to be on the sand, then maybe shoot for maybe some boat shoes. Those are pretty casual, though. Go with some, like, really cool cream-colored espadrilles. There you go. That's going to be my... There you go. Yep. I'm going to go for that. That'll work. The one tip I liked was keeping it local, and by that, it was maybe find a local jewelry store there, something that you can work in, whether it's, you know, some cufflinks or maybe a tie tack, something along those lines, if you're wearing a tie, um, or maybe even just finding like a little memento to incorporate into your boutonniere. So you have just that little local touch, but it's a, it's a detail that maybe only you know is there, but is still special to the day. Right. I remember one of the things that we did with, with my groomsmen was they didn't want to rent suits because we were all graduating college at this point and none of them had a suit dual purpose absolutely (laughs) so we all wanted to buy and tailor our suits together and we went with just kind of like not quite navy blue kind of more of a royal blue a little bit more color in there so everybody basically got the perfect starter suit when they were done with my wedding so going out and doing job interviews or applying for master's programs or all that kind of stuff they had a suit that looked nice and they got to keep that and then my gift for all my groomsmen was a watch to go with it so nice that was kind of one of the things that we had all talked about early on and being like hey this is the timing of the wedding we're all graduating you guys can rent if you want or we can all go in and we can do our suits together sure the nice thing about that was for every suit that they bought I got money knocked off of my suit. Well, there you go. Right. It's a win so, situation there for you. <laughs> exactly. So there's another tip. If you know, if your groomsmen all want to buy their suits, find a place where you can get a program where they like take the money off of your suit because then everybody saves. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think just with this piece, you know, the tips for the groom of choosing the attire, it really comes down to just trying to carry out that vibe that you want for your wedding through all the details. And it sounds like a daunting task at first, but I hope that as people pick up this magazine and go through it, they find out that it's actually easier to do than one might think. Right. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about one featured couple in particular who's like the generation of weddings throughout their life has spanned just decades, decades and decades of Door County weddings. It was a really cool kind of half contemporary, half history piece. And I want to jump into that when we get back. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. 
Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Okay, we are back. So tell me about kind of our headliner featured wedding here. Uh, we, we called it a family affair because it really is, when you look back on the lives of this couple, just how many weddings they've had here. And, you know, part of their business was in weddings for a while. Walk me through this story. Sure. So for this feature, we focused on the Sawyer family, which, although they go back five generations, were wed here in Door County, which I just thought was really special. Not a lot of people can say that. And then as those generations went on, they eventually had a hand in the wedding industry. So the whole story kind of came full circle. And it started with Katie Sawyer, now Katie Helsher, approaching her dad when she was planning her wedding back in 2014, looking for a space that could fit their family. They have a really big family. And at the time for the guest size that they were looking at, there wasn't a place that could hold all of them. And she wanted to turn the family barn into the venue that night for their wedding. And at the time, I mean, this barn was being used to raise cattle. So it's full of hay and nowhere near close to welcoming guests into it for dinner, dancing or anything of the sort. But her father, who is a contractor by trade, thought about it, liked the challenge and ran with it. And Sawyer Wedding Barn is what became of it. Right. So what happened to the barn part of it? Did they have another barn to move into? <laughs> for for the wedding or? No, for the cattle, for the <laughs> livestock. <laughs> you no, know, I'm thinking they probably did something for the livestock. I didn't get into that part of it, but I'm sure they still have a home. <laughs> right. They don't just hang out <laughs> they in like just don't the, hang out. the fully finished barn with right, the dance floor. Right. I mean, you know, maybe that's a, a unique petting zoo aspect to it, but I don't think they went that route. <laughs> right. So you said that they go back five generations of Door County weddings. I'm assuming because you go back six generations and just Door County wasn't here, right? Wasn't here, just discovered no <laughs> venues whatsoever. Right. Um, so, yeah, this was a, a cool story to dig into. I'm sure learning more about them and their family and also this undertaking of converting this barn. What were some of your other takeaways from talking with Katie? Well, one thing that I liked was how much Katie learned about her family in the process of helping me with this story and asking for those family photos and talking to her dad about it and looking at the photos of her great-grandparents' weddings and noticing that back then they wore black dresses. And looking at both great-grandmas and going, they're both wearing black dresses. And that was kind of the fashion at the time, not so much from a fashion standpoint of the look, but it's what was practical. Because right. a dark dress is not going to show marks as much as a white dress. And at that time, if you were putting out money for a dress, you wanted to get wear out of it more than just one day. Interesting. So it was a practicality thing. Absolutely. I, I guess I've always thought of wedding dresses as just being wedding dresses. I, I guess I never thought of them having a, a multi-purpose, you know, using them for multiple things. Yeah, you go back to, you know, that generation that would be Katie's great-grandparents, and that, that was more of the norm. Now, one of her grandmothers was actually featured in a newspaper clipping for her dress, which I thought was kind of sweet that back in the day, the paper would go as far as to mention the details of the dress and why it right. was so unique. And so that was kind of the flip side of it as well. 
Yeah, it was fun putting this together in kind of like a, a family album or scrapbook yes. style feel because that when when we got all of the pictures, that's basically what it was. Yeah. Was just photos of family albums and and pulling from that, which you know, that's that's what they would be going back that far. So to try to recreate that feel and give people who are reading this that kind of more intimate family or, or generational family feeling was one thing that we tried to do. And, and I think we were successful with. I think so too. I think that was part of it. It was not only the story, but the photos and how do we display those and, and bring it all together. And I think everything from the story to the layout, it really made this one one of my favorites. Right. Is there anything else uh, about the Sawyer wedding or anything else from the magazine itself that you want people to know before they run out and pick one up? I would just say run out and get it. If you're getting married, if you know somebody getting married, I mean, it really is a one-stop shop when it comes to your wedding planning. I feel like the team does such a great job of representing the vendors here in the county and just giving people the resources that they need to pull off their wedding, whether they want it very high end or more of a backyard intimate affair, we've got something for everyone. Right. And if you're already married and you could care less about the wedding guide, I still recommend, you know, picking it up if you see it because there's some really great stories in this one. Well, hey, and vow renewals, those are coming back. So <laughs> that's true. I'm thinking about doing some vow renewals at some point too, just because I really had a fun wedding and I want to do it again. But I don't want to spend as much money on it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for coming in and chatting Absolutely. about the wedding magazine. It is out everywhere now in Door County. You are bound to find it no matter where you are. So pick it up and uh, I'll talk to you again soon, Sarah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.